0: Welcome to this week's edition of Everything Fast Pitch by Fast Pitch Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 195. Got an exciting show for you as we head into the holidays. Uh, This will be our last live podcast. Uh, We're going to do a couple of weeks of uh, archived specials, some oldies, some some specials that uh, uh, we really enjoyed from the past to kind of share some of the old material and and give you something to kind of reminisce about and get a chance to see... uh, uh, how we've grown as a podcast. also have a special uh, announcement here at the end of the podcast today. You're going to hear our new jingle. We're going to use it to uh, close out the segment today, kind of break the ice on our jingle, but it was recorded by a player that I work with. Her name is Lily Davis. and Lily's a very talented singer, musician, um, and she wrote the jingle, wrote the, uh, I guess you call it our theme song, Don. Cool, very cool. So we're going to finish the podcast with that, so an extra special way to end the podcast here as we head into Christmas. So before we get into the topics, let's talk about our sponsors, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus nine rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters, that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. And patreon.com slash everything If you're in a position where you can help support us, become a patron. Go to Patreon.com. It's all explained to you there, everything Fast Pitch. There's three different levels of monthly support. We certainly would appreciate as many of you as possible coming on board, helping to support what we're doing. As we head into 2022, we've got some things that we're trying to get done, uh, some things that we're going to try to add to the uh, podcast. Uh, There's just no nice way to say it. All those things cost money. Patrons are the people that are helping uh, to allow us to do those things. So if you're in a position where you can, please become a patron. So in our warm-up segment today, Don, we're going to have our City of the Week player of the week, equipment tip of the week, have a fun did you know, a fun listener question, and of course Paige's power play. In our leadoff segment, we're going to talk about what a quality at bat is and why that's a statistic that more players and parents and coaches should be paying attention to. In our cleanup topic, we're going to talk about the drama of starting a new team, and especially when that new team doesn't go as well as um, everybody's anticipation was, and then our coaching tip of the week, we're going to talk about how the age of the players you're coaching dictates and should dictate what you're thinking about trying to accomplish with practice on a, and uh, game play on a daily basis. So our warm-up segment, let's start off with our city of the week. Our city of the week is Columbia, Missouri, home of the Missouri Tigers. Um, obviously, really big college softball played there, Missouri top-top uh, oh, yeah. programs. And obviously, the state of Missouri has long been a travel ball hotbed. And it's uh, another one of those uh, states that's got the unusual high school season. I believe they played their high school season in the fall in Missouri also.
1: That's very interesting.
0: Um, but it's interesting to me uh, that every time we see the numbers go up, in you know, Columbia is a college town, uh, a lot of softball played there. And obviously to see the numbers go up the way they did um, is very encouraging and very exciting. So we do appreciate the folks in Columbia. Um, and obviously we want to encourage all of you to tell somebody you know that's not listening, somebody that you know is a fast pitch person that isn't already hooked on everything fast pitch or coach prep, to give us a listen. Hopefully, uh, once they do, uh, they'll like what we're doing enough that they'll come back and support us again in the future on their own. No, we appreciate all the help with that for sure, Tori. right? Yep, absolutely. So our player of the week this week, again, we're looking for nominations. We're going to start off the 2022 calendar, and we want to come out blazing. So we need some help. We need all of you to nominate somebody that uh, you're proud of, somebody that's accomplished something great on the softball field is nice. But we've got the end of the first semester, so we know we're going to have some 4.0 kids, some kids that have uh, uh, really done well in the classroom. Uh, we're headed into the holidays. I know we're going to have kids that are involved in all kinds of community service things, um, support uh, groups, visiting hospitals, all those different kinds of things, visiting old folks' homes, all those things that are just really important that I think need to be appreciated, need to have a light shined on them. So we would love for you to nominate Players of the Week you can go to everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Uh, make that nomination. Give us a few of the particulars, why you want that player recognized. And let's uh, get rolling on 2022 with uh, somebody uh, that's going to be excited to be the Fast Pitch Prep Player of the Week every week of the year.
1: You know, I was going to say, Tori, this time of year, it's not necessarily on the field stuff, but it sure is heartwarming, especially through the holidays, to hear some of the things that uh, and just ideas for some of the groups and teams and organizations and the things they do for others it's really neat to hear about it yeah, and it's exciting uh and it is heartwarming i think that's the exact way to say it don and uh yeah. um,
0: you know this time of year everybody's in a little bit of a more sentimental frame of mind anyhow so let's go ahead and uh, ride that wave see if we can't keep some good vibes going all the way into the new year let's share it yeah, yeah. all right so our equipment tip of the week this is uh, uh the last episode where you can get the discount on the square cuts training discs okay um, Yeah. go to the uh fastpitchprep.com website. Click on the order link there, $49.95 a dozen. It's one of those exciting things that uh, Coach Don and I have done since we started Fast Pitch Prep. I think it's a great tool, a great way for you to help a player or coach in your life have more success and and get more feedback, have more knowledge. And so uh, we're excited about them. We would love for you to order them. Uh, We will get them shipped out to you right away. So go to uh, fastpitchprep.com order your Square Cuts training discs. They're $49.95, and you're going to love them.
1: No, and like you said, this is la- last week for the 10%? percent
0: uh, I listen 21 that's the key number there, is 21. So, I mean, obviously, if you type in the, the code later, you probably still sneak it in on us, but we're not going to be talking right. about the IListen21 anymore after this episode. So if you're interested in saving a little bit of money on those uh, Square Cuts training discs, go ahead and get them ordered. Uh, we would love to get them sent to you right away. So, Don, did you know? YouTube's an amazing tool. Have you ever noticed uh, how crazy the YouTube community is now, how much stuff there is out there? I mean, uh,
1: TikTok has kind of stolen a little bit of the... keeps pushing at you, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: TikTok's stolen a little bit of the thunder. But I did a quick little run through some topics uh, uh, the other day, and looking at YouTube, I've come to a conclusion. I could not even begin to tell you what the total number is, but I know I scrolled through thousands. Of softball videos, coaching videos, highlight videos, recruiting videos, low light videos—kind of like bloopers. Tons and tons of players from all different ages, all different skill levels. Um, <clears throat> coaches from all different levels, all different skill levels. But the reason that I thought it was an interesting "Did you know?" was we spent some time in the past talking about how you know all of us have opportunities to learn more about this game, to gain more of an appreciation for it, to become sure. a better coach or a better player. And I cannot think of a better tool than YouTube, but it's something that we have to sort through it a little bit. We've got to you know, maybe uh, spend a little bit of time planning what it is that we're trying to, to find. You know what you're looking for. Right. Yeah. and so, But if you type in fast pitch, pitching instruction, you're going to have hundreds of videos at your fingertips that are easy to look at, easy to use. Um, the vast majority of them are relatively short and easy to watch. No, I think it's like any other content that's out there. You know, some of it's amazingly good. Some of it's uh, just amazing. Right. Um, but there's lots of stuff out there that I think is really valuable and really important. And uh, you know, I think uh, we've had the good fortune of, of getting a pretty good followership uh, on our YouTube channel. We have quite a few people that have uh, checked out videos that we've created. But I know just kind of doing the math in my head, we've got well over 100 videos on our YouTube channel that are re- right there for anybody that wants to look at them. And we're just two guys, and a couple of our friends that put these videos together. So for every opportunity that you have to go looking for some information, I think that you're going to find people out there that can really help. We certainly would encourage all of our listeners to check out our YouTube channel. If you go to the fastpitchprep.com sure. website, um, you're going to see uh, Coach Don and I um, going back now, what, almost five years ago now, some of those first videos. Um, I was
1: <laughs> Time's flying, yeah, Tori.
0: I, I, I was a lot skinnier back then. <laughs> but check out YouTube as a resource. It's got tons of information. It's also you know, again, we talked about the heartwarming aspect of it. The, oh my gosh, I can't believe what I just saw aspect of it. And every once in a while, too, there's something funny that, you know, kind of makes you laugh and, and get a little bit of a giggle in, too. So, But did you know YouTube has thousands and thousands of softball-related uh, videos? Uh, we want you to check them out. So, now, this week's listener question comes to us from Kelly. Kelly's uh, question is really simple. My daughter has been hit by several pitches this fall
1: season, and now she's very scared to get in the box. What can we do? One of those questions and things that happen every season, because yeah. it happens. Uh, the pitchers are just trying to learn their skills. They throw hard before yeah. they throw accurate often. And uh,
0: and Kelly didn't say her daughter's age, but I'm assuming she's relatively young. Probably young, yeah. Because we, we get to that point when you get a little bit older, You know, wearing one for the team becomes kind of like a badge of honor, even though it hurts just as much when you're older. And it's less um, frequent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it, it's more of a strategic choice uh, as you get a little bit older than a uh unable to defend myself choice when you're young.
1: So uh, we we've even had times where coaches is like, "Well, what message do we give the kids?" It's like the the pitcher threw really hard and she hit the first three kids in a row. What do you tell the fourth one? You know, and that fourth one's just shaking their head going, "I don't, you know. Yeah. The history shows that I'm probably going to be wearing this one too." It makes it tough, but you know, as time goes, we want to definitely recognize when they don't hit kids. It's like, "Hey, you know, they didn't hit anybody today." and and things are getting better but you know to not crowd the plate obviously gives them a little sense of comfort and uh to assure them that that it's it's going to be okay and they want to be prepared for that good pitch because they quite likely will get one of those too right and uh and that's what we need to be prepared for but it's a tough message for right. kids right
0: well the thing i think that makes it so tough is that obviously getting hit by a softball never feels good you, know, you and I have Nothing both been hit. Nothing soft about it, we've right? We've both been hit enough times. We know that the pain is real. But the reason that this is such a challenging thing is for young players, the fear of getting hit can be a real problem. But eventually, getting hit is strategically a good thing for you to be doing. You know, it's like we you know start off with little kids teaching them escape skills and how to get away and how to run away from the ball and and not get hit. And then all of a sudden, you know, you know, as they get a little bit older, start playing more competitive situations, you know, we've got coach like, well, stay in there and take it. You know, you, you yeah. wear it, wear it for the team. You know, the, 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 you know, Florida program and college softball had a stretch for a couple of years in a row where they were like leading the free world and getting hit by pitches. And it was kind of like part of their strategy. Right. Um, you know, and then we also have the other part of it that's challenging is, you know, for a lot of coaches, the idea of crowding the plate is good strategic, thinking because it puts more pressure on the pitchers at younger ages a lot of them then are less likely to throw strikes. we're going to have some kids get hit by pitches and from uh, coaches who really want to win perspective you know getting on base is getting on base so, you know for most eight-year-old ten-year-old kids if we get on first we steal second we steal third we can score on the next wild pitch and we can win and we, yep. and we win a bunch of games so for for kelly's dilemma what i would do is spend some time with your daughter because i'm assuming she's very young let's teach her some escape skills so she has more confidence in her ability to dip duck dodge and dive save, to get to, you know to get save, away from save the our ball body a little bit um, yep. and but also kind of start planting the seed that you know at, at a certain point in time you know, it becomes something that hitters are Accustomed okay with to. you know they they yeah. get used to it and, and they kind of accept it as as part of the game and, and a way to kind of help the team but I know when, you're, you know when you're up there shaking in your boots because you know that hurt like crazy. It's tough you enough know to the, hit as it is. You yeah. know the next one's going to hurt too. You know, and we had a, a crazy situation um, when I was coaching at Tennessee Tech. We had a girl who was pitching for us who th- was a very hard thrower. But she was you know, the old uh, effectively wild explanation. Right. And we had a game um, where she hit the first three hitters in the game. So we had bases loaded with nobody out. And one of the girls she did, she drilled her like right in the helmet. I mean, it's like I can still hear the the echo 10 years later of that ball hitting that helmet. And then she proceeded to throw a no-hitter. Now, she still had a couple more walks in there because she had no idea. Where it was, you know, she still had days where, you know, there was no idea where it was going when it came off of her hand. Yeah, the but, team wasn't
1: sure when the next three in a row were going to be here. Right,
0: and, yeah. and so then we even then had college hitters that were not quite as comfortable in the box as they might have normally been. And so, Kelly, we do appreciate you bringing this one up, um, and hopefully this uh, will give you a couple of things to think about. You know, when we talk about escape skills, you know, you can start off with some wiffle balls, some softy balls, some, some sock balls, yeah. something that's not going to hurt as much. So when you're chucking them at her so she can get used to getting out of the way, Um, It doesn't hurt quite as much. The flexi ball is a great tool because it's got a little bit of weight to it. So it still feels, you feel it, but it doesn't hurt nearly as much as a a regular softball does. And it doesn't have to be full speed, right? Yeah, no, I mean, we can start off just, you know, tossing at her at, you know, three miles an hour from, you know, from five feet away, just so she gets used to dodging and getting away from the ball. Very cool. uh, So that's going to take us into this week's edition of Paige's Power Play.
2: Hey, it's Paige here, and we are going to talk a little about what it would be like if you did this before your next game? So let me ask you this, are you focused on the negative outcomes or what might go wrong or afraid to fail? What if you said all of these things before your next game instead of worrying about all the things that might not go successfully? I am strong, I am beautiful, I am in power, I trust myself, I charge forward when things get tough, I trust my gut, I love challenges. I can do anything I set my mind to. I empower others around me. I lead with purpose. I bet on myself. I am a dreamer and a doer. I make a difference and I am important. I choose happiness. I am a warrior in competition in life. I am confident. How do you think you would feel? Excited, motivated, confident? I want you to try this before your next game. You can use these exact affirmations that are the motto for the confident athlete. Remember, what you think and say is what you believe, so be intentional about what you are thinking and saying before games. Share this with your daughter. Share this with your athletes. Did you also know that I have a free self-talk practice that you can download and work on what you say and think just like this? Oh, and you can even take it a step further and purchase my Game Ready Confidence, which is a pregame mindset routine for just $19. These are all tools to focus on what you think and say, because again, what we think and what we say is what we believe. So we want to be really intentional about what we're saying and thinking to ourselves before games or before performances. Have an amazing day, and I hope that you go and take action on this, and I'll talk to you soon.
0: Don, I always love listening to Paige. I certainly think she's doing a great job, and I uh, uh, hope that uh, everybody's taking advantage of her programs. pagetons Tons, T-O-N-Z so that's going to take us to this week's leadoff segment. Leadoff segment is sponsored by Elite Sporting Goods. Elite Sporting Goods is located at 905 Grayson Highway in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Phone number there is 678-377-0270. You can also also contact them at EliteSportsOrders at Yahoo.com. Anything you need, bats, balls, gloves, equipment, uh, spirit wear, the whole nine yards, reach out to the folks at Elite. They'll be happy to ship anywhere in the country. So Don, quality at bat. Let's talk about what a quality at bat is. One of the things that uh, you and I both spend plenty of time talking with the kids that we work with on hitting about is that keeping track of how you're doing solely based on your batting average is a trap that a lot of hitters and a lot of parents fall into. But I can't think of a bigger trap that exists for players because there's a lot of things that you can be doing that are contributing to the success of the team that don't necessarily show up in your batting average. And there's the times that you just crush the ball and hit it right at somebody that also, you know, hurts your batting average. And so, you know, when I see kids and, and, and parents especially getting really wrapped up in what, you know, what a kid's average was for the weekend, how many hits she had for the weekend, I think that it's an unfortunate thing that can really negatively impact a player's perspective on how she's actually doing and kind of take all the fun out of playing
1: no, I think that uh, the numbers kind of balance out in the end, Tory. but just as you're describing this, I'm envisioning, you know, one player out on their front foot reaching, you know, a little bit lungy and, and blooping a ball over the infield. And then the next batter that comes up, I see them taking ball one, fouling off with a huge cut, you know, the next pitch, you know, working into a full count, pulling a couple foul long down into the corner and then drawing a walk. They don't have an at-bat for the record. Yeah, it's, but, it's zero for zero. Yeah, but wow, what a what a great quality at bat that yeah. was. Um and, you know, and
0: contributing to the success of the team because getting on base that way, fighting that hard to get that
1: not forcing something. Right.
0: Yeah. Staying alive to earn that walk is is again a quality so, at bat. Yeah.
1: So to your to your notion, the numbers don't really reflect where we're at in terms of our skills or how right. we're how we're performing that day.
0: So for every team, every coach, you can come up with your own list of what a quality at bat is. But here's some things that I've thought about. And we've done a thing, a you know, quality at bat chart, where we will keep track during the course of the game. And so we'll have the lineup, every player's name. And then behind them is a little scorecard, which lists you the different a, categories. You and you check. get a little check mark or yep. a little star or whatever it is that you want to put in to keep track of what that outcome was that, that fits into the quality at bats. And so just a few of them, like a sacrifice bunt, getting walked, hitting a sacrifice fly. Uh, hit by pitch, and we talked about that in our um, listener question this week. A successful squeeze. A ground ball in the infield that scores a runner from third base with less than two out. Um As you said, a, a high pitch count, a high quality at bat that makes a pitcher work. So let's say eight-plus pitches or seven-plus pitches, whatever you, you know, your, you your threshold yeah. is going to be. So how about another one that I've always liked is at least three more pitches after you have two strikes on you and as as a hitter and it cannot end with a with a called third strike. So it's 0 and 2 and you battle and battle and battle and you get three or four or five six more pitches, make that pitcher work that much harder and we end up hitting a fly ball. Well, still that's still an out, but that's yep. still a quality of bat because we made her throw more than three more pitches after we had two strikes. You know, all kinds of different uh, you know, opportunities Scenario, if, you, if you start yeah. off 0-2 in an account and you can Work back to, to a, walk. a walk, or at least uh, making again, making them throw at least three more pitches. Now, for me, none of those would ever qualify as a quality at bat if they ended up with a called third strike. Sure. So just so we kind of make sure that we understand that. But a hard hit ball, you know, a line drive, you know, a you know hard hit ball to the outfield, you know, and again, we can all have our different scale of what we think is is a, a quality at bat, hitting behind the runner and moving the runner over. Um, You know, again, so there's lots of different things that could all go into that quality at bat. And I like the idea, I've always loved the idea of having that chart so we can kind of check the progress and kind of keep track of how we're doing across different games. What we noticed was that when our quality at bat sheet had more marks on it, we were winning a lot more games.
1: More quality at bats equaled more wins, Yeah. yeah. You
0: can obviously have for quality at bats, if you get a hit, that's a quality at bat. But to me, th- that's almost like counterproductive. I would, you know, say that if you're if you're getting a hit, you're always get, already getting rewarded because your batting average is going up. You know, anything that you know that you would think is important for your team success, for your hitters to be focusing on, to making sure that they're contributing. Because to me, as you said earlier, Don, the idea of you know working hard to save an at bat, making the pitcher work harder, is all part of having a successful team and for you individually
1: being a more successful hitter. Well, I think, Tori, the conversation that we're having needs to be relayed to all, especially the younger kids, you know, to, you know, kind of the side goal. Hey, it's great to get a hit, and it's more satisfying and exciting to get the hit, but these quality at-bats are a huge part of the win, just right. like you said. They feel that the only win is if I make it to first base with a hit. Right, right? Well,
0: and, and I've seen this up close and personal recently, this fall season, had a fairly talented player not she's not a superstar but she's a good player she plays on a pretty good team and she came in uh, after a weekend tournament and she was just beside herself she was so upset with uh, how she had done and you know mom and dad were pretty upset too and and their their basic conversation was if she doesn't start hitting she's not going to stay in the lineup and so we kind of you know dissected you know Walked what wh- what that really meant you know over the course of the weekend let's say she had 15 at bats she got walked like five times. She had like three sacrifice bunts. She had two hits that were both like you know clean you know base hits through the infield, and then every single out that she made was like a line drive to the shortstop, a you know diving catch by the center fielder, uh, you know the left fielder climbed to the fence and pulled the ball back in and robbed her of a home run.
1: On your chart, that would have been right. about so 10 if, of the 15 yeah, were if positive. We, yeah. If we were
0: looking at the quality at bat list, she might have been you know 13 for 15 or, or 12 for 15 and, and come away thinking, wow, I was awesome this weekend. And instead she came back going, well, I was only two for 15. I'm not going to stay in the lineup. My coach is going to bench me if I don't
1: start hitting. Right. So and, again, and, having that chart kind of soothes the pain there,
0: right? And because the, the reality of it is we, we live in a measurement world and softball and baseball are both measurement games. I mean, you know, we've been keeping statistics uh, as, a, as a measuring stick since the very first softball game was played. You can look back in the NCAA the record book and you know see scores from 1977 and you know crazy stuff like that. so you know that the people have been paying attention to the numbers for a long time. So because we know people care about the numbers, I think we just have to give them a different number that also judges a little bit more or, or values a little bit more of the a lot of the other things that they can do besides getting a hit absolutely and, and so to me you know teams that are really successful are teams that are getting that runner in scoring position whether it's a sacrifice bunt or moving her over to third whether it's a sack or a you know hit behind the runner you know that are really happy about hitting a ground ball deep in the infield that gets a runner home from third. You know, those kinds of things are really important to successful teams and I think we need to start to value it more.
1: So Torian, you and I both talk about and and uh share the importance of how we think before we go up to hit and the particular uh instant that you're describing there too, the mindset going into the next set of games or weekend is completely different if we're worried and upset because we were 2 for 15 right rather than had that 12 quality at bats right yeah well, um, and, and going that's, in so and that's that, huge
0: that i think is why this is so important yeah. one is i think it will give coaches more knowledge and, and a better understanding but just think about how much of a the comfort and the mind, know, mindset and, yeah mindset change it would be for that player because i know she went into the next tournament thinking oh my god if i don't get hits i'm gonna get benched yeah and she probably was still hitting the ball hard and still getting walked and still getting sacks down and all that stuff, but her batting average, you know, if it wasn't much better, she was scared to death yeah. versus, like you said, going into that next weekend going... Man, I was 13 for 15 on the QAB. Right. Man, I'm I'm one of the best hitters on this team. Look at all I'm doing for this team She's like, and rolling into the next event. I'm going to have a good day
1: today yeah. rather than I have to have a good day today. Yeah, and the yeah.
0: whole have to, get to, want to, uh, need to is, you know, for and especially for depending upon the varying ages and Growing abilities athletes. of, of, of yeah. players, you know, if you're Seventeen or eighteen, and you're scorching the ball all over the park, and people are making catches. You know, you feel you lucky, but you, you understand it. it a little bit. Yeah. If you're eight, nine, ten, and your batting average is one fifty at the end of the weekend, you don't remember the fact that uh, the three hits you had were bloopers, and the you know nine outs that you made were screaming line drives. Almost took some gloves off. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and to me, uh, that's the other part of this why I think that the reliance on batting average is so disappointing is. Obviously, everybody gets lucky once in a while. If you get jammed and you hit a little blooper and it, you know, somehow manages to, you know, just get over the third baseman's head and, and land out, you know, in no man's land where we'll you get a base it. hit. We'll take you it. Know, yeah. We'll take it. Yeah, happy that we're on first base, but we shouldn't be so excited that we, you know, just had the world's greatest at bat and i would rather have a kid who can be honest with themselves and say okay that was lucky you know i'll take a little bit of luck because you know the other time i hit that screaming line drive at the center fielder they you know stole dove for it, they
1: stole it away um, yeah
0: but so the kids start to understand that the real outcome and, and measurement of their success and whether they're doing a good job is how they're swinging how they're hitting how you know how much pressure they're putting on the defense and what they're doing that's going to help their team be successful so coaches parents come up with your own quality at bat chart Stop worrying about batting average. Stop worrying about game changers so much. We can uh, come up with a, a realistic list. It'll you know, probably be six, seven, eight different things at least that are all contributing and really contributing to the team's success. And if your kid's doing great on those things, I don't care what her batting average is. Keep it is. going. Yeah. Yep. What yep. her batting average is is unimportant. It'll come along. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, Don, that's going to take us to this week's cleanup topic. It's sponsored by <clears throat> Pinnacle Power Butter. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to be sponsored by Pinnacle Power Butter, it's a nutritious snack that every athlete should have in their bag of tricks. It will allow you to get a great snack, something that's healthy and nutritious, all natural, and
1: goes a long way towards making a ball player a better one. And Tori, our listeners can get their Pinnacle Power Butter at PinnaclePowerButter.com, and they can place their order there. Again, that's PinnaclePowerButter.com. If they use their promo code of EFP10, They can also get a 10% discount. And we're really excited that they're on board with us. Products are great. We've used them and tried them at home. The whole family loves it. All right, Don. So nightmare
0: story. Uh Uh-oh. So a brand new team, high expectations. put together a brand new team, bunch of excited kids, excited families. They make a commitment to go with a big name, big organization, because they think that that's going to help them you know, continue to be successful. They're, you know, they're going to get more good players and, and keep the good players that they already have. It sounds pa- like a big commitment already. Yeah, parents yeah. And, and everybody's uh, already really spent a lot of money on uniforms and fees and dues and registrations and all this kind of stuff. Team starts playing in the fall. I think everybody's uh, expectations are a little bit out of whack because for a brand new team, they jump right into and they're playing you know three or Top four level. really big Tournaments with a lot of really good established teams, and being a new team that's relatively inexperienced and very inexperienced, playing with each other together, right? Um, got their butts kicked pretty consistently. That could be discouraging, Tori. Yeah, so now sure. it's uh, almost the end of the year, a couple of weeks after the end of the fall season, and that team's in big trouble. Half the players have gone running for the hills, and now we've got a coach scrambling around trying to find more players. And a whole bunch of players trying to find new teams, and I just think the whole thing is kind of a. I thought um, you were
1: going to tell me, Tori, that they're they're ready to dig in for some winter training so that they can do better in the spring. Well,
0: unfortunately, I don't think that's the that's the, the, not the, the first norm, choice that's not for the norm most people anymore. anymore. No, I yeah. think uh, I think the coach was expecting that by playing this really competitive schedule, it was going to expose their weaknesses, they could see where they're at, so they'd yeah. have lots of stuff to work on in their training to get ready for the spring season. But unfortunately for at least a good. handful of the players on the team that was like at the death knell of the team. And, and I, I just think it's a it's a good cautionary tale for us to kind of talk about a little bit as we wrap up this year um, about how the grass is not always greener on the other side of the fence. There's certain things that we're trying to teach our kids by getting them involved in sports, And unfortunately, it seems like one of the things that we're teaching our players very readily right now is that if it's not easy... Successful and great right now, let's go find someplace else that it's got a chance to be easy, successful, and great
1: right now, rather than, as you said, dig in and go to work. So Tori, a couple of things I guess come to mind on on this is that you know to have that tough fall kind of shows just how much growth that you can have. When we do get to spring and we do start winning, it's like, wow, look what you kids have done. right. These teams you gave you trouble in the fall and now we're you know playing them to a one run game. You know, in the spring and then the end of summer, now we're beating them by one run. Yeah. And and the growth that could be shown. But if all of these players that want to be on all the winning team instead of on the losing team, if they're really quality enough to participate on one of those other teams, then there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to pull together on the team that they're on and, right. and have success, right? Yeah.
0: Well, I think there's a bunch of layers to it, Don, and and you touched on one of them. So first off, if that player is so great, that she should be expecting that just by joining a brand new team, that she and her great teammates are going to be dominating everybody, then why isn't she already on a great team? Right. I mean, this is, I what, mean, to, the, this the is logic what we're doing. That, the logic of that, to me, I think is kind of gets lost in the discussion. Could you have one great player and a whole bunch of players, you know, letting them down? That could happen but i don't think that was the case in this situation i just think it was a team that well that would be something they would see and go well right.
1: hey you know we fix this one thing and we're good
0: yeah to me the the question i would ask all those parents that were in such a hurry to jump ship is number 1 why did you pick this team and this coach to begin with if you have that little faith that you know a couple of bad weeks in the fall convinces you that it's a a bad team or it's the bad a bad situation because there must have been something about that coach that drew you drew to that to team them. to begin to begin yeah. with. What was in your head that made you say, "Hey, we want to be on this team"? And then, you know, what was your motivation for joining it? And and did something change in that regard that that made it that obvious, that easy to think after a month or six weeks that this was a hopeless, cannot be saved situation, and we need to head for the hills?
1: The the other thing that I like what you're saying too, Tori, is uh, what kind of message are we are we sharing with our younger kids or again i I've always been a part of that, hey, if it's not what you want it, dig in and work and make it what you want it to be, and whatever it takes, that's what we got to do yeah. it's It's not the well, if I move over here, then I can have everything I want and and it'll be easy for me, right, right. Nothing easy is really worth having, yeah well, and, or and often uh, anyway, yeah,
0: and I think that's the unfortunate thing and we've you know had this uh, old man screaming at the clouds discussion <laughs> plenty of times, right. But to me, the message that we're sending and the the lessons that we're teaching are so counterproductive to what these kids need to learn to be successful in life. Just give me something easy, yeah. Tori. You know, if after six weeks we've decided this team is hopeless, I'm going to quit this team and go someplace else. What's going to happen when you have that first lull in your professional career and so you have a bad month and you don't sell any insurance policy. So are you going to quit insurance and go do something else or are you going to work harder at it's, it? So, it's the company's
1: problem, yeah. Tori.
0: Yeah. So you, you, know, you, you and your husband or wife have an argument and you know, six weeks into your marriage, so oh, forget this, if I would have known it was going to be this hard, we're actually going to have a fight. We're going to just pack up and, and head for the hills. You know, what, what kind of message are we sending? And to me, you know, one of the things that is beautiful about sports is there's so many lessons that we should be learning that for whatever reason seem to have become totally unimportant. You know, the commitment, the stick the work ethic, the passion, the the desire to prove that you can overcome, all those different things that, you know, to me are the romantic reasons of why we got involved in athletics to begin with, all seem to just have died on the
1: vine. And it's really disappointing to me. It's really, I mean, and, sad. And 10 years from now, you're, you're not going to turn around and just say, well... We won all the games in the fall, and, and we had a 80% winning percentage in the spring. Right. But you might turn around and say, hey, remember 10 years ago, we had that team that had a lot of promising athletes on it. We did terrible in the fall, and wow, look what we did. We turned that around, and, and we won a couple of tournaments in the, in the summer. And bingo, yeah. Don.
0: You, you, you just hit the nail on the head. Because here's what I'm going to tell you. If that same team had won all four of their tournaments in the fall and rolled into the spring and done well, 10 years from now, none of them are going to remember that year nope. as any different than any other year. They're not going to remember the uh, plastic ring or the belt or the plastic trophy or any of those kinds of things. They're not going to remember the banner that they got or the, you know, whatever it was. All that stuff's going to disappear because that's kind of just how that stuff goes. But as you said, what they would have remembered more than anything else is. Man, people thought we were awful they, in the fall. They believed in us. Yeah. You know, and, they they and helped we, us work. Yeah, we, we did so poorly. And then look at what we became. Look how hard we worked. Look how we you know became a great team by working together. And to me, that's what I wish we were doing more of. Unfortunately, I think... Um, the Days of seeing that might be long gone. I think you and I just might have to get used to the fact that <laughs> I hope not. You no, know, I'm, I'm going to keep hoping, and that's why I think you help know, us coaches of, out yeah, there. You know, yeah, and, and the other part of it that I want us to touch on is too is, is for the coach who put this team together. I'm sure he was counting on the big name organization to kind of help weather the storm of this rough patch at the beginning that you know somehow because you know everybody was so proud of having that uniform and having that logo and being able to say here we're a uh, fill in the blank the magic yeah that that yeah. magic pill magic elixir was going to bind it together and keep everybody working together with with i guess more dedication or whatever so and then the last thing is to me i don't know about you but money does not grow
1: on trees no i know it's it's interesting how much i get baffled just like you so I'm... so you figure At the very minimum, a few hundred dollars
0: in uniforms, probably another couple hundred dollars in spirit wear because everybody has to have the you know the the gear when we go to watch the games. And then your you know registration fees for the organization, because this organization charges a flat fee for every player to become part of the group. You're probably in it for between one and two thousand anyway. Yeah. I mean so so just to get started. So just like that, boom. To go someplace else. Now, maybe they'll get lucky because this organization does have many other teams. So maybe they'll get some mileage out of the uniform someplace else. Right. It just makes me wonder what you know what we're really accomplishing with some of this. So coaches, don't think that the big name is going to solve all your problems. Parents and players don't think that it's going to be easy, especially if you're starting from scratch with a brand new team. If you're joining an established team and it has a track record and has some expectation of doing well, you know, that's a whole different animal than being that. You know, brand new team that you know the kids are introducing themselves to each other the first couple of practices. Let's let them learn some of those those tough lessons and uh, and grow from it, right? Yeah, I'd I'd be much happier if we were that would be better money spent. Yeah, Yeah, it'd be be a much better investment. So, Don, that's going to take us to our coaching tip of the week. Our coaching tip of the week is one that uh, I stole from social media, but I thought was a really good topic for us to talk about, and that is uh, something that we've talked about in the past a little bit, but making sure that we understand how the age of our players is going to impact their ability to concentrate and focus. And the thing on social media was kind of an interesting guideline. The point was, for the age of player that you're coaching, everything that you're doing in practice, every drill that you do, everything that you practice, every situation that you set up, should be the same number of minutes as the number of years of the players you're coaching. So a 10-year-old team... Everything that they do in practice should be for 10 minute blocks because that kind of gives you a guideline for about how long those kids can really concentrate and stay on task for a topic. If they're 18 and under, you can probably do a 20-minute segment. You know, if they're 15, you know about a 15-minute segment. But kind of keep that number in mind. And, and the more I thought about it, the more sense it made to me. Because the one thing I notice, you know, working with all the different kids that we work with in lessons. And I've got a couple of seven-year-olds that I work with, yeah. and they're really athletic little kids. They're fun to work with, but if I don't mix it up and have a, you know something new like every five or six minutes, yeah. there's no turning back the clock. There's no getting them back, you know, yeah. focused back in, you know, because all of a sudden the eyes start wandering. You can see from the look on their face that they stopped listening What's or stopped next? hearing. What's next? To me, it's something I think I've been doing in the lesson world, but I don't know for sure that I thought it through well enough now for the softball practice planning stuff that we talk about all the time i think that you always should have a schedule that you're going to stick with and so if you're going to allocate you know 10 minutes to work on rundowns, that you should stick to it that it, yes. you know, 10 minutes is 10 minutes we're not going to turn 10 minutes into 30 minutes because i think the same thing holds true no matter how old the players are that we get to that point of no return where just beating on it and beating on it is not going to make it get any better but I kind of liked this idea, and I'll be curious to hear from some of our coaching friends, some of our coaching listeners, if they're using a some sort of a, a formula similar to that. Because yeah. you see a lot of different skill level and age level kids, and obviously your, your system is a little bit different than mine, because they kind of work their way through a, a set of different stations, so they're never at one place for more than maybe 10 minutes at a time anyhow.
1: No, I think that's a super interesting concept, Tori, for sure, and like you said, it doesn't matter. Even if they're older, you don't want to do the same thing for too long. And right. to stick to a schedule, I think, is important. And to not sit and just listen to the coach talk just because they can talk right, right. is important. But yeah, the young ones for sure, the attention span is short, yeah, very short. Well, and,
0: and I see it all the time with uh, coaches that kind of get into these discussions with their team. where they'll, they'll spend a whole lot of time talking about what they're going to do and talking about what it's supposed to look like and talking about what they're trying to get accomplished. And I know I see it all the time. Then when we get to about that six or seven minute mark, and the eyes start to glaze over, and you can tell that everything after that point in time, no matter how profound no, it is, no 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 yeah, no. <laughs> no matter how amazing it is, you could have had uh, white, white noise. Yeah, you could have had you know Sue Enquist, Mike Candrea, Patrick Murphy, and Tim Walton give a hour long dissertation about how to play softball better. And even in that situation, those same kids after ten or twelve minutes are locked out. They can't hear any of it anymore. You and I'd be yeah. listening. Would yeah. Be, yeah, yeah. But so for me, I, I can I can do yeah. a sixty-two minute segment now. Yep. You know, so um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm okay with that. You know, I I can go a, a good hour segment and still pay attention for an hour because yep. I'm old. But for the younger kids, obviously, that's not going to be the case. And so I just thought that was a really good idea. So coaches, as you're figuring out what you're going to do in practice, good food for thought. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're coaching a really young team. A whole bunch of quick little topics, you know, like here's five minutes on throwing, here's five minutes on base running, here's five minutes on on fielding a, a ground ball and, straight at yep, you, then yep. and then and you can come back and do some of those, you know, some different variations on that same thing. But instead of spending 40 minutes working on fielding a ground ball, do it in five minute chunks and kind of intersperse some different stuff in there so it's not this mind numbingly they're you know, moving or, and happening right and... overwhelming thing that the kids yep. can't process. That's awesome. So, Don, uh, that's going to wrap up this week's edition. As I said at the beginning, uh, we've got a special end to this week's podcast. One of my students, uh, Lily Davis, has written and recorded our theme song. We we're appreciate gonna, Lily. Yeah, that's we're, awesome. We're going to close yeah. out the, the episode this week, and then I uh, wanted to give our listeners a chance to kind of get used to it so that uh, when it leads the episodes in the future it doesn't uh, throw anybody off we don't want them to to get confused about what it is that they're listening to because i know everybody's kind of gotten used to that little bit of music that we put in at the beginning of every episode so from now on uh, you'll get to listen to lily davis's rendition about uh, the everything fast pitch podcast jingle and we're super excited for that so uh, please enjoy that have a, a great holiday season enjoy the time that you get to spend with your friends and family as always please make sure you support our sponsors anderson Bat Company. Elite Sporting Goods, and Pinnacle Power Butter. Please support Everything Fast Pitch if you can. Become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash Pitch. And again, if you need to order those Square Cuts training discs, if you want to look at the YouTube channel, uh, you want to go and uh, read some of my 700 blogs, go to the fastpitchprep.com website. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory saying thanks for listening. Have a very safe and happy holiday season, and we'll talk to you again next week.